the St Albans Podcast Theatre Show with Ben and Susie. Hello and welcome to episode two of the St Albans Podcast Theatre Show. I'm Ben. I'm joined here with Susie. And I'm Susie. Hello. Hello. Uh, so we just want, first of all want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's got in touch and mm-hmm. uh, expressed support and said how much they like the podcast. Yes, we've had so much traction. Lots of people liking, sharing, um, engaging with us and really importantly lots and lots of people wanting to get involved mm. which has been wonderful so um thank you for your support we're delighted that the the thought that this might be well received in the community is, is exactly yeah. that, that's why we do it we're doing it um so it's been a really busy couple of weeks really so really busy i can't believe it's in two weeks um we've got lots and lots of lovely interviews for today um mm-hmm. talking about lots of shows coming up lots of shows ben's in and been <laughs> in uh, i feel like you're really outnumbering me on this yeah i, well, I think it's it's definitely taking a toll <laughs> if i'm honest <laughs> you're looking a little bit gray grayer um, than usual and if you want to get in touch with us if you think that we're not going to cover uh this amazing project that you're in mm-hmm. you can email me at ben at st albans podcast.com or me at susie at st albans podcast.com or both of us and we will get in touch with you and, yes. and see how we can help promote what wacky and wonderful thing you're doing or sort of very serious and you know serious yes uh driven mm. um thought provoking exactly yes. we'll try we, and promote we'll cov- it anyway we'll, we'll cover all of the things all of the things um so should we should we get stuck straight let's into just this? jump let's right go. in uh so the first thing uh that that we're going to talk about this week is uh, a play that's going to be on at the abbey theater mm-hmm. this very coming weekend so hopefully you're listening to this super early on i'm sure you are uh this is pathos persuasion is going to be on at the abbey theater on the um 14th and 15th of June and this was a play or is a play that was written uh, mm. by one of the members of the Company of Ten and actually won an award at the Wellin exactly um, award-winning writing yeah Wellin Theatre Festival I think yeah at, at the Balm um, so award-winning now showing um, at the Abbey Theatre I bumped into actually sort of per chance three of the cast uh, who were waiting to go into rehearsal and they were kind enough to talk to me about it so let's listen to that I'm down at the Abbey Theatre. Um, I'm actually here on a, a bit of a wet and windy evening and I came down to meet with Joe to talk about hard copy and then I bumped into three wonderful ladies who are all going to be in Pathos Persuasion, which is on, on the 14th and 15th of June. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, well, why not talk to these guys about it? So I'm here with Ali Pagan. Ali, hello. Hello. And you've been on the podcast before, haven't you? No, this is my first podcast. Wow, okay, well, welcome. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about Pathos Persuasion. Well, it was a play uh, written by Jan Hanif, and we entered it into the Welland Garden Festival Drama Festival, um, and we won an award uh, for Best Unpublished New Play. Great. So we're absolutely made up about that. Really chuffed, aren't we? I saw something about that as well. So was it? So it was written by someone local. Yes. In, in yes. One of our own. Fantastic. <laughs> That's even more exciting. Yeah. And so, what's your character in this? Oh, now I have a very small character. Okay. I have to say, I play Judith Atkinson, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a person who could be a bit of competition on the high street oh, I see. because i'm bringing in a new bridal shop wow mm. okay okay and we've also got um it's katrina stevens hello um, and who are you playing in this 
Oh, well, I am playing Nicole, and I am basically just a flustered wife to be who is basically having a massive meltdown. So quite in the bridal shop. In the bridal shop. Fantastic. So quite quite the entertaining I'm one. Sure, I'm sure people <laughs> yes. can relate to this moment. So you're you're trying to get a dress. I'm the a big mess. Day is looming. It's and, a mess. And so really should we have called in David Emmanuel for this? Is it? A oh, of, oh, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Have I just lost you with that? He designed Princess Diana's wedding dress. Don't worry. And also, he runs a TV show. We'll get oh, into right. that. We'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> but fantastic. So, are you enjoying uh, the rehearsal? Oh, absolutely. We are what a week away from from yep. launch. Yep. Ready? We are. We are. We're, well, yeah, I think we're ready. We've done it once. We can do it yeah. again. And we'll you are fine. hearing the voice there of, of <laughs> Jessica Davies. Yes, hello. Also starring in. And tell me about your character. Well, I play the character Orla. Um, so Orla's basically a shop assistant who works within the bridal shop. And she works for Agnes, who's the main character. Um, so Orla, she witnesses Agnes day in and day out, just throw her life into her business, not really having an outside life. Um, meanwhile, there's Mr Feldman across the road. Ooh. Mr Feldman is the baker. Oh, and he's always <laughs> liked Agnes but she's never really considered it she's never even given it thought because um, she has no life outside her precious lingerie shop um, so me witnessing that every day I kind of tease Agnes and I kind of push her gently um, to more of her wild side really oh, and, and so that's just the matchmaker I am indeed I think of all her as um, a bit of a cupid really I was going to say a bit of a Cilla Black but then I think that that reference might go down with well, the David she, Emmanuel one she's trying the relief is really <laughs> She's trying to get him interested in his buns. Yeah, oh, well, so to speak. There you go. Ooh, uh, so it's a bit, it's a bit saucy in places. It gets a bit saucy, I'd say. Yes. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. So, <laughs> were you guys in it when it won the award, or are you new to it now? You, uh, you no, the three of us were in it. So it, we performed it in front of um, a judge. Um, and he really liked it for its completeness yeah. and the story and the kind of. Um, there is a story to it, but there's some undercurrent stories as well yeah. that uh, come through. I don't want to give the game away. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. give away too much. Well, it sounds really exciting. I'm so glad we'd have bumped into you to have a chat about it. So it's on on the 14th, sorry, 13th and 14th. No, no, 14th, 14th and 15th. 14th 15th of June. Yeah. It's down at the Abbey Theatre in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tickets sh- are on sale. Yeah, only a fiver. Only a fiver. Yes. Bargain. And Shelley Bacall is directing it. Brilliant and she's doing stuff. an amazing job. Great stuff. So if you go to the website, it's www.abbeytheatre.org.uk. We'll have the link on our website and it'll be featured in our What's On section. I'll get that uploaded. And um, I hope you get a really good turnout for it. Thank you. I look forward to finding out what happens and hearing about it after. (laughs) Thank you. Loads of energy there from the cast of Pathos Persuasion. Um, I love the fact it's £5 a ticket down yep. in the Abbey Theatre studio. So, yeah, get down there. Tickets, links to the tickets on our websites and albanspodcast.com. And make sure you listen to the next podcast to hear our review. We'll be seeing it on the Friday, won't we? We will indeed. So another hot date for us, which is going to be a big weekend, isn't it, of hot dates? Because we've got Pathos Persuasion on Friday and then we are heading straight over to the Malting Theatre on saturday we can't stay away can we we cannot stay away so uh what are we seeing on saturday uh we are seeing contractions 
at uh, Ovo in the mul- in the Maltings, uh, which is on on the th- from the thirteenth of June to the fifteenth of June. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another one that's coming up really quickly. And this is a workplace drama. Um, so we haven't got a we haven't got a preview interview for you on this one, but it's a two hander by Ovo. It's a it's a workplace drama, and there's there's an incident in the workplace, and one uh, one member of staff has been called in by HR. So this is the sort of the whole interview of trying to find out you know who was in the right mm. uh, starring ovo regulars lucy crick and faith turner i think it's going to be um it's going to be a good one i've seen a couple of two-handers recently mm. um courtesy of duality theater exactly uh, saw poison we saw modern dance for beginners so you know interesting dynamic when you've just got those two people on stage mm. um yeah, it really allows you to sort of showcase your acting ability. So it, it, I haven't seen these two uh, actors before before performing, but um, really, really excited to see how mm. they pull this off. And I have, so I've seen both of these actors before, uh, but both times in musical Shakespeare. Uh, with those, right. so I think <laughs> you know, so like they'll be displaying a little a holiday, bit of range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're both in this of the comedy-ish uh, much to do about nothing mm. last summer than in a very serious dark Macbeth um, uh, oh also in Twelfth Night actually uh, yes yeah, so I've seen them three times oh my gosh I'm, yeah I'm following them around now for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah really interesting I think it'll um, it'll be a great show so we'll talk so about that from perf- uh, yeah we'll give you a review on that um, on the next podcast and from some actors that you know very well to me, an actor that you know very well. Um, <laughs> should we jump right into By Way of Murder? Let so I, I mean, I came, I went to see By Way of Murder. You heard all about By Way of Murder on the podcast last week because mm-hmm. you'd have heard Ben interview Mark Wackhorn. If you didn't hear that, please feel free to go back and listen to last week's episode. We'll wait. Um, and you're back. Uh, so I went down to see By Way of Murder. Um, here's what I thought pre and post show. I'm on my way in to see By Way of Murder by Mark Waghorn at Abbey Theatre. This one's in the studio tonight. Uh, We heard from Ben last week as he interviewed Mark, so I know a little bit about it. Very intrigued to see um, this play that he's kind of honed over three performances. I'd like to see what um, what they've done to it to present it in the Abbey setting. So um, I will let you know what I think at the end. It's Susie. I've been to see By Way of Murder tonight. Uh, really enjoyed the show. I thought uh, I didn't see Who Done It coming. I um, I really enjoyed the set. Thought it was fantastically set up. The cast were, were really great. Um, really fit the roles. It was wonderful to see the studio packed out. Um, congratulations to everyone on a sold out run. I think you can have a, a lot of really pleased audience members, and you'll hear from some of the guys I spoke to now. Hi, I'm Annette. And I've just been to see By Way of Murder. And it's, what did you think? I loved it. It twists and turns like a twisty, turny thing. <laughs> You'll never guess who did, did it. Did you see it coming? I had my suspicions about one of them, but mm-hmm. no, I was way out. Way out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask David. What did you think? I was wrong. You were wrong? <laughs> I was wrong. Have you ever heard him say that before? <laughs> well. <laughs> did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Hi, I'm Pam Miller, and I thoroughly enjoyed this evening. I thought the play was really good, really good. Pat Staples, I thought it was really excellent, excellent show. It was, it was a 
was lovely to speak to all those people straight after. I one of the, the best things about it, as I said, was it was such a full performance. I mean, the, the run for By Way of Murder was completely sold out. It was, yeah, every single ticket. Which is, I mean, fantastic. We mm. need we need lots more of that. And part of what we're trying to do here is make sure lots more shows get that set up. Exactly. You know, the the first podcast, first uh, interview that we had was Mark Waghorn on this podcast, and it sold out every single ticket. So. Exactly. Yeah, if you want to send us an email at ben at com, and we'll sell out your new your other shows as well. <laughs> we will we will get them sold out, <laughs> no pressure. Uh, so, I mean, th- enjoying the show, um, you know, from the audience. So I'm I'm going to talk about it from my perspective as mm. someone who's in the audience because Ben, you weren't in the audience, were you? No, I was up in the sound booth, <laughs> so I didn't get to see it at all. Well, you kind of saw it through that little tiny window, mm, no? Yeah, so I had to watch it, but I didn't get to watch it as an audience member, which I'll talk about in a little bit. It sort of changed my response to it. Okay. All right, well, let's... So, I mean, as an audience member, um, we were sitting on three sides uh, within the studio. I, I honestly felt like at points I was I was watching, you know, watching a drama on TV. I was watching, you know, Murder, She Wrote or something like that. It, very, it felt very... Um, I don't know. There was just some quality about it that that felt. Like I, I enjoyed the set design. I thought it was excellent. It was, you know, again, there was sort of, um, yeah, two two doors and also some kind of patio doors where sort of things happened around there. And um, at one point, you know, there's this kind of like rule that you hear when you're doing your sort of studying acting at school, you know, drama at school. I should call it really. And the, uh, the you know. Peter um, Bryans, who was playing Jack Summers, um, he actually kind of sat at one point with his back to to my sort of section of the audience. And there was something about it, it's hard to explain, but it felt quite inclusive, not not like a barrier as you might expect. Mm. And I think the whole the whole kind of staging of it really brought you in. You know, it was a murder. It was a kind of question mark over, you were trying to work out who mm. who done it. It's not, it isn't a play where you're actually supposed to be guessing <laughs> but you obviously are as a as an audience member trying to work out you know what are the links in the plot what's the understory who's gonna maybe you know do do which actions my frustration with it was that lady sarah on two occasions made indications there was something in her briefcase and you never knew what that was uh, because her briefcase got taken. It got misplaced as part of the, the process. And there was definitely a, a sort of, oh, no, oh, it's got, so, oh, no. And, it you know, there was that question mark. And you're like, what what's in the briefcase? Because mm. where it went was kind of critical. I, I don't want to give too much away. Um, it well, it, kind of, it's, it's done now. It's so. done now. But people might go and see it because that was the third time it's been staged. Mm. So, it, you know, uh, it's obviously very successful. Mark may bring it back again. Exactly. Now he's perfected it. And now it's done a sold out run. Sold out run. So I, that was that was kind of a frustration. I thought um, in terms of um, the characters, one of the interesting things that I think Mark m- um, mentioned in the interview with him was that in doing the auditions, one of the ladies who'd come in was an Italian, so they'd they'd rewritten the the character to um to Miss Buffon. Uh, mm. this this Italian lawyer got a sort of person who, mm. who came in. So when she came on I thought, Oh, this is the one that that got rewritten for mm. it and so that was that was quite interesting. And there's quite a few gags about so her name is Gina Buffon. That's and a then, Gina. And um there's a lot of characters calling her Miss Buffoon. Yes, <laughs> the particularly Mardi Scottish housekeeper. Mm. Nothing like a good Scottish stereotype. Exactly. I have to say. <laughs> um, 
I mean, it, there was it was a play with an awful lot of sound effects, and mm. I say awful. <laughs> it was no. Uh, it tell me from your perspective, Ben. So you know, managing this, uh, there's a lot of phone calls. Mm. Because, uh, this, a lot this of murder, phone calls. This murder sort of mystery situation is there's death threats being made by the phone. There's phone calls going out to solicitors managing things. There's this mystery incoming phone calls. Actually, talk to me about the challenges of managing <laughs> all of these things. And also, we all need... Well, let's let's talk about that first. Yeah, it's, so it was really interesting. So it's my first ever experience doing sound, doing anything that wasn't on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of that, that was obviously a bit of a challenge. But it was nice because you didn't have to learn your lines. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was be a support to the actors on stage. So that was really, really nice. And as well, so you could follow the scripts and then sort of understand where they're going slightly off-piste and uh, and things like that. Is that hard, though? Cause you, so you've got a script in front of you. Yeah. And is it, like, kind of highlighted where you press button for yeah, phone? Yeah. And, but then the actors... So there were two phones on stage. Did they always answer the same phone at the same point? They did not. <laughs> uh, but the, the sound did effect was the same. Did that make you angry? <laughs> Uh, so no, that that was entirely fine. But you could definitely tell. So quite a lot, a lot of times when you're doing sound for a show, it will be incidental. So there will be sort of a raging storm going on outside, and quite then very rarely is isn't that a raging storm outside? Rage, rage, rage. <laughs> but for for these sort of things, it would be sort of like Susie. I can't believe it. I'm just going to tell you this thing. Oh, the phones rang, and so you you have to get this timing bang right. on or like yeah and and so um that was that was a real challenge for me and especially when you could see that the lines you might not get the the specific line and especially where you can see that the actors are really really waste holding out for your cue mm-hmm. you need to come right in on that and so where you have moments of tension and the mobile phone uh comes in and interrupts people and things like that it's sort of it's it's quite stressful you feel like you're another actor on stage really um and so where why i say like i didn't quote quote unquote enjoy by way of murder because it was it was work it every single night it (laughs) was work um so i like it was a lot of fun and i learned a lot of stuff on it and the actors in it were really really good about sort of if I if I did get the timing wrong in rehearsals and things like that, no one was coming over and being like, uh, "Not your face." <laughs> exactly. Um, but um, yeah, it it was odd because as an audience member, you're going along to have fun mm-hmm. and you're going along to sort of be taken away by on, on the ride. Yeah. And for me, I was very much down there at the coalface, sort of making sure that everything was going along mm-hmm. smoothly. Because if it didn't, the, then you know as specifically on that show with that that amount of sound cues you could have just ruined the show (laughs) (laughs) if i wasn't paying attention yeah i could have just ruined the show because there was i mean so you had the phone ringing which happened Mm -hmm. a lot you had cars coming and going uh there was the front gate beeping yeah the intercom the intercom um and of course the gunshot yes i want to touch on this just briefly because you told me that the gunshot wasn't quite as simple as just timing it no the, no, so they, there was like plan A, B, C, and D or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So plan A is that the actual gun that gets shown on stage fires, and so it's one of those starter pistols that you get to start races, I think. Um, and so that should fire, but these things 
never go to plan. So we had a second backup gun right behind that gun that the stage manager would fire. So plan B was another, another gun. gun. Okay. <laughs> um, and so... How uh, close behind the, the person holding the gun well, was the stage manager? That, that's the thing. You need to be relatively close by yeah. so that it sounds like it comes from the same <laughs> place. <laughs> Okay. Um so so yeah that was that was vitally important and also the plan C was a bucket that would that would have a been bucket. a bucket a bucket so plan A was a gun plan B was a gun and plan C was C, a bucket yes it's like rock paper scissors but gun gun bucket <laughs> sure it's <laughs> a new drinking game right there gun gun bucket uh so yeah th- then this bucket was supposed to be hit in a, in the event of neither of the guns going off. Thankfully, one of the guns worked both nights. Okay. But um, that's just one of those backstage things that you can never, ever trust a gun. Because uh, yeah. it's so important. You can't just be like, ow. And, uh, yeah. and everyone has also learned that if you don't have a gun, use a bucket. Use a bucket. Great stuff. I think, I mean, so it was, it was really interesting. I think that's so important for people to listen to as well. You don't have to be on stage. You can be behind the scenes. You yeah. can be doing sound. You could be stewarding behind the bar. Uh, and that, that that's one thing that I wanted to sort of really touch on is even if you don't, you wouldn't like to be on stage or you haven't done sort of sound or lighting or stage managing or um, assistant stage managing, like you, there are always people willing to teach you. And you surprise yourself at how quickly you pick things up. So for me, just being able to operate a laptop, that was enough for me to just sort of be like, okay, right, I just need to follow the script. And and you pick it up over like a week of rehearsals. So even if you can't operate a laptop, you can learn that. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'd recommend, you know, anyone listening to this and thinking, oh, you know, I I haven't been able to get involved in anything, but I would like to do X or Y. Mm -hmm. Just go along and ask for some help because people are always really, really supportive and really, really nice. Great stuff. Well, brilliant. So thank you to everyone in By Way of Murder. Uh, thanks to all the actors, Mark, for writing it and yep. uh, and directing it and producing it and all of the other hats that he wore. Uh, so speaking of people um, getting into getting into the sort of drama scene, we also spent some time this week talking to um, Mile, um, mm. who is Mile Pagan, who's actually written a play. He has. He's written a play called National Trust, uh, which is a bit of a double meaning. Um, so it's a political play. Uh, he talks a bit more about it in the interview. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they do at the Abbey Theatre is they give you the opportunity to do a new view. So that's open only for members of the Abbey Theatre. And um, then you get feedback on your writing. And then you can sort of take that back and then perhaps put it on a- again for the wider public. So we're just about to hear his interview with us now. We are here with Mile Pagan, the writer of National Trust, which is about to be put on as a new view at the Abbey Theatre. Hi, Mile. Hi. How are you doing, Ben? Uh, a new, I'm going to jump straight in. A new view. What an, does that mean? So a new view. Do you want to say what a new view is? Well, a new view is um, it's sort of a halfway house between the final draft of a, a play and the first production of it. So it's the, the actors will know their lines, mostly, and um, but they also have scripts in hand in case there are parts they're not completely sure of. Okay. So it's a really good way of... Um, so it's a test uh, run. It is, yeah. And a writer being able to hear the words, 
uh, sort of in anger in front of a small audience. Okay. And do you have the set? Is it is it done with a kind of full set? Yeah, no, it's done with a minimal set uh-huh. and sort of minimal props as well. But you you get a very good impression of what the uh, what the play's about and the structure of it. But you don't want to give sort of a full production because then people won't come to see it when it's actually produced in October. Mm. Of course. And so, so who do you have? In, who do you invite in to be the audience when you're it's doing this? Members of the theatre, members okay. of the Abbey Theatre, company of ten. Okay, so they get the special invite for the new view. They do, yeah. You yep. do a dry run, and mm-hmm. then uh, you kind of take on... Do they, do they give you feedback after that, or is it just kind of your digesting of what they will? They will quite often afterwards, we'll have a maybe a short Q&A session, okay. and also people will email and say, yes, I really like this, or this part didn't work for me as much as I thought it might. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a really useful sort of first uh, run out for a play. Brilliant. Okay, I did. I've that's I've learned something new today. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. And uh, so, what is uh, the National Trust about? If you could give a brief sort of blurb about it, well, it's it's about a politician, a journalist, and they have been very close friends, in fact, lovers, uh, when they were at Oxford, um, and it's their rise up the greasy poles of journalism mm-hmm. and politics, uh, and the corrosive effect that that has on not only their friendship but also their personal lives. Um, so by the end of the play, they're both, um, without giving too much away, they've both you've gone through the toughest time you can imagine, uh, but there is a redemptive element at the end of the mm-hmm. play. And is this, uh, is it based on sort of any anything in our current, current political climate? Are the it characters based on real life? Well, be, there, are, there are certain elements um, of, certainly of the politician, um, but again, like most characters, you know, these people are composites mm-hmm. of um, several different people in public life and also uh, journalists I've met, etc. So, it's, yeah. so for, for example, the character that I play, our review of this will be very biased, I'm in it. Your review will be biased. It will. Mine, mine will uh, be right. hard <laughs> <laughs> to the point. Uh, but I play James Keeler, who's sort of a, a very slimy... Uh, assistant character sort of um, what is it he's, PA he's actually well he's the uh, parliamentary private secretary yeah. of the PPS. the guy who becomes the that's right he first of all becomes uh, a minister a health minister mm-hmm. and then he eventually becomes prime minister and uh, Ben's character is I mean, he's described as the Peter Mandelson of his generation okay mm. so he's a Machiavellian um, but very effective in what he does and he helps our our protagonist um, get to the top of the greasy pole and whether that's good or bad you will discover mm. Mm, dun 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 <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's right and um, so is it a big cast that you've got obviously you, you said it focuses on the, the journalist and the politician as the kind of central characters um, it does um, the other characters there is actually a chorus which is the first time I've ever written anything with a chorus mm. and they comment uh, they can be I mean they represent things like media okay um, social media, and um, at one point we're actually thinking of having them wearing masks with the Twitter bird yeah, okay. in front of their faces, uh, and they constantly are they're quite acerbic as well, and they will undermine him the whole mm. way through until towards the end. In and the chorus suddenly he recognizes the chorus, and the chorus may be in effect his inner conscience. Okay. Excellent. And so how is it uh, writing something and then seeing it come come alive 
in front of you? Like, what 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 are the thought processes and the feelings that you get when you see people performing words that you've written? Well, I think there are several stages to this. And when you write something, first of all, there's a first draft, and the first draft is, you know, pretty rough. <laughs> uh, but you then, it, one of the great things about being involved with local theatre is that you can bring actors together, have a first reading, and really uh, filter out the worst mm-hmm. parts of your writing. You then rewrite. This has been rewritten five, six times so far. Um, so once you get to this point, um, it should be reasonably good. But even so, you can still hear um, bits and pieces that may be slightly rough. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's, I mean, it must be quite interesting to see see your work come to life, but this isn't your first play that you've written, is it? No, it's not. It's the fourth. Fourth. Yeah. And is, do you kind of follow a similar process each time? Uh, no, oddly enough, with plays, you start off and you think, how the hell do you do this? Every time. and But you have an idea for characters or plot. Uh, normally characters you know it's you just get interesting characters crash them together and suddenly you've got drama mm-hmm. that tends to be the way it works you make um, it sound easy <laughs> I, w- I wish <laughs> i really do um uh once once you've actually got your characters assembled it becomes easier but every time you know if you're doing something new each time it should be it should be difficult in a way mm-hmm. Mm. Because it, if it's if it's too easy, then it's probably too formulaic. Mm. Great stuff. And do you think you've got more plays yet to come? I, I'm working on three at the moment. Just just three um, for this year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that's n- that's not deliberate or a sort of marathon effort. It's just purely I had three ideas, yeah. and each one have been pushing them along simultaneously. That's quite oh. interesting. Going from one to the other to the other. Yeah. Because if you get stuck in one, you've got something else to work on. Yeah. And they're three utterly different plays which is really it's good fun yeah and so um national trust is um so it's a new view that's happening Mm -hmm. um next week 30th of june June. at 11 a.m 30th june 11 a.m so members of the company of 10 can uh can apply to come and get a ticket they can just drop in you can just just walk in in. absolutely Um, we'll take anyone off the street <laughs> any old any old person what are you saying Ben <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll take all that feedback mm-hmm. spend some time on the play and it's being staged in full in October in October and then we're also planning to take it down to Brighton for the Brighton Fringe next okay. year and Is that see a- where it goes from there and have you done Fringe before yeah I have um, one of my plays Dancehall Sweethearts mm-hmm. was at Camden Festival two years ago uh, and it was really well received, um, and it's that's a really valuable sort of um, process to go through. Yeah, mm. and then to um, to hear people's opinion. Just you're know, cold. The public coming in is a whole different thing from people you know and mm. uh, are involved in the theatre, and that was really rewarding. Fantastic. Well, I you know I hope you have a fantastic new view, um, and we we hopefully will invite you back. Um, ahead of the, the actual kind of the show to talk to us about what's changed what you learned from it and what we can look forward to that not. would be great yeah yeah fantastic Indeed. so you can find out all about that on the St Albans podcast.com we'll mm-hmm. have links to it all on our website so please visit there and thank you very much Mile, for coming to see us thank you very thank much you. thank you Ben thank you Susie so thank you to Mile to uh 
coming in and chatting to us. Well, it was so interesting. Really interesting mm. to hear about the process that these things go through. And if you're writing anything, uh, do get in touch uh, with us because we, we'd love to just hear about it and maybe we can uh, help you put it on somewhere. So Help you, help you with a casting call. Exactly. So mm. e- if you want to email in, it's ben at com Or susie at com Or theatre show at stalmanspodcast.com. Well done. So many options. So many options. And all of that can be found, of course, on the website, which is stalmanspodcast.com. Where you can subscribe, not only to this, but also to all of the sister podcasts that we have in the family of St. Albans Podcast podcasts, uh, including the main show with uh, Danny Smith. Exactly. Uh, and One to One with Elspeth, the film show with Simon Carver, and uh, soon to come, the St. Albans Football Club one as well. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that was coming. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm in the know. You are in I'm the in know. know. Speaking of the main podcast with Danny Smith, he is also in a play out here. Is he? He is. I don't think I'm going to go and see it then. No, it's probably a bit rubbish. <laughs> uh, however, the director is an extremely lovely lady called Leslie Cowland, who we caught up with earlier. We did. We're joined uh, now by Leslie Cowland, who is directing The Tempest for Breakaway Theatre Group. Um, Leslie, tell us a little bit about where it's being staged. It's being staged at the Inn on the Park in Verulam Park. Um, and it's in the open air, so you might need to bring... Warm clothes, hopefully not waterproofs, because you never know. Um, it's a lovely venue. If you've been to the Inn on the Park, you'll know what it's like. It's got a nice hedge around it. Um, the, t- the picnic tables are there and move back towards the Inn, and we perform within that area of the hedge. So people come through the hedge, or they might come through the audience and surprise you. Oh, so the, the picnic tables are where we, the audience will be sitting? They are, that's right. So get there early to get a front seat. <laughs> and bring a cushion? Bring a cushion. <laughs> a cushion, and even when it's warm, bring a blanket, because it does tend to get a bit chilly in the evenings. And so. last year, um, obviously I was there with you. you we were, were both on stage for the breakaway performance. Um, we we have quite a few people bringing little camping chairs to sit close to the front That's right. as well, don't we? Yeah. So quite, they, people are prepared. They are prepared. That's they an are in prepared. on the park top tip, I think it's that a, is. I think the cushion is the toppest of I the I think tip. the cushion and the blanket are probably yeah. the top. Yeah. Um, sometimes the chairs can be a bit tricky, depending on where they place them. Well, yeah, you have to reorganise. Well, reorganise in case people are going, you know, in case the actors need <laughs> to get somewhere. And tell yeah. us about your staging. So the Tempest, um, people will be familiar with or maybe not so in two lines what's the tempest about it's um it's all about love revenge um oh it's hard to see. it's relationships i think really mm. any any shakespeare play <laughs> any, any yeah. shakespeare play but actually the tempest is slightly more simple than most because people play the parts that they are from the beginning <laughs> and they're still that person when they get to the end wow as, a, you know, as you know shakespeare does like to get people to change gender at times or yeah. change names dress uh-huh. up but this one is a straightforward yeah so once you've got the character's name you'll know him all the way through so it's much more simple i think mm, good and and so um with it being shakespeare have you put your own unique twist on it is it is it done as a straight shakespeare play or um the words are more or less straightforward but the setting is slightly different (laughs) very slightly um when shakespeare wrote it things like a desert island Mm. was something that you could believe in in Mm. elizabethan england that the whole world hadn't been explored um now it has i mean i doubt that there is a desert island anywhere that you could find so 
I thought, well, what would be a 21st century alternative? Um, and decided that, you know, a planet in a distant galaxy mm. would be would fit the bill. So it is set in space. Set in, <laughs> set in space set in a park in, in St Albans? Yes. How I, well, what I want is the audience to suspend reality and come and just enjoy the experience. So drawing on uh, some of the modern sci-fi that we might enjoy on TV? Yeah, well, I was always a Star Trek-y person when I was younger, uh, and I love Star Wars. I can remember seeing the first Star Wars when it first came out, which will give you a hint to how old I am. Poor old soul. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 24. In my head, yeah, sadly the body doesn't reflect that. Um, Well, mentioning your age, Leslie, it's a delicate subject for a lady, but you're an older lady. Oh, I am. I'm 70. Seventy. Don't know. look at you were at the party. Oh, no, <laughs> uh, so, this is your first time directing, am I right? Yeah, this is one of those years when I need to do all the things that I haven't done before that I think I'd like to do. So, this is a bucket list item. It's a bucket list item. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So, I just thought, well, I've been in, I think, five of the Shakespearean mm-hmm. ones by Breakaway, and I just thought. Oh, I wouldn't mind being the director. I haven't got any lines to learn and I can boss everybody about. So it seemed perfect. <laughs> and so I, I know um, The Tempest hasn't gone up yet, but have you picked up any, like, what would be your advice for new directors? Go, you know, for your first show, what would you say? Oh, you definitely need to make sure you do X or Y. Oh, I think the hardest thing, and it's very difficult when it's an amateur theatre group, because everybody's very busy mm. but the hardest thing has been getting everybody to rehearsals mm. you have to write a rehearsal schedule and that's been the trickiest i think mm. because people are on holiday or they have work commitments so it's mm. quite difficult um but i think the other thing too which as i mean i've been thinking about this since we finished taming of the shrew mm. last year is to actually have a theme and have a vision of how you see that you want the play to be and that's what i've done mm. all the way through i knew i wanted to set it in space um i knew that i wanted a female lead prospero is usually played by a man mm-hmm. and i wanted it by a strong woman mm. um, and you have a strong woman in I place i have a very you? strong woman tell us yes. about your prospero my prospero is Catherine hearn who's this is only the second um thing that she's done with mm-hmm. uh, breakaway um and she's amazing yeah i so. saw her in um outside edge which yep. um you guys did that's at the it maltings in, yeah. uh, in february and she's she's made she's so she's a journalist isn't she as a day she job she's a journalist That's yeah terrifying it is <laughs> and she's she's taken over our marketing Brilliant. <laughs> Love it. so uh, but no she's i mean she was a very um in inverted commas a bit of a floozy in outside edge. yes well was. that's completely gone this character <laughs> is very different um and she is she plays an imposing role but um, she's also very gentle with it. It's um, yeah, she so does it well. We know why you wanted to do it in space. Why did you opt for this female lead? Well, I thought I was original, and then mm-hmm. I found out that Helen Mirren's done it already, so, <laughs> which was a bit of an upset. But there you go. I mean, um, Helen, she just ruins everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her. It's strongly Judy worded letter. <laughs> strongly Hashtag worded letter. Stop Helen. <laughs> I, I think that's an interesting thing, though, because wh- whenever you try and do Shakespeare, like it is difficult to do something that no one's ever done before yeah. because they're performed so often yes, and they've been they performed for so long. So oh, yes. uh, I think it, you're you're right. You need to do a combination of new things. You need to set it in space and have a female lead. Yeah. It, because otherwise, if you're just going to, you know, if you're just going to do one thing, then um, 
you know, it, do, it doesn't create that sense of newness and that sense of energy that you want to create with your own vision. That's right. And also the relationships are slightly different if you mm. have a female rather than a male. Um, you know, the, the sort of mother-daughter rather than a, mo- a, a, um, a father-daughter is a very different mm. sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with the brother who's betrayed her. So, um, But, it's yeah, it's working really well and I'm really pleased with it. And it goes on in, um, well, this, so the podcast goes live on the 13th um, of June. So okay. when people are listening, it may not be after that date, but <laughs> the, the dates of the performance are 20th to the 22nd of June yep. and the 26th to the 29th. 27th to 27th the 29th. 27th yep. I was just testing you. That's all right. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can get tickets from the Breakaway website. Yes, you can. Um, yep. Which we will put a link to on our blog. We'll put that up on the website. People can go and have a look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Inn on the Park's also doing some food for you. I yes, believe. they are. And they themed. Do. Themed, of course. It's themed. Space crackers. Oh, well, I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Flying saucers. Oh, yes. Saucer sweets. <laughs> we, took, we did some uh, publicity. We did some flyering on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we took a box of flying saucers with us. Brilliant. Yeah, that Great made, idea. That was fun. Love it. So, yeah. If um, you've got any spare, I'll, I'll, I'll take them off. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did. If Catherine had come, she would have bought them with us. She's looking after them all. <laughs> Great stuff. So if you want to get your tickets and you didn't catch a fly, you can look on stanorbanspodcast.com. We'll have all the links to, to that okay. as well. Before we let you go, Leslie, we have to ask, though, um, how did you get into sort of theatre, community theatre in the first place? Have you been doing it for a long time? No, not really. Um, a long, long time ago, when I was a little girl, my mother decided I would have elocution lessons. Mm-hmm. So I I got quite used to an early age standing on a stage and, and delivering poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done a few things with other organisations, but really it was my daughter Abigail who was in... She joined Breakaway Theatre Company and suddenly said, oh, we're doing Midsummer Night's Dream. So I said, oh, I could audition So. When it came to it, she, well, are you coming? Mm. And there I was, and I was cobweb. And, so and you never looked back? I haven't looked back, no. <laughs> so Break, Breakaway's been doing um, Shakespeare in the Park for many, many years now, haven't they? I, th- I, think, I think they've been in the park for seven years this mm-hmm. time. I think they did, yes, I think they've done outside theatre some time ago. And you've got a couple of members of the cast who are playing roles they've played the same roles they played before is that right yes yeah david martin is playing the same role he said he, uh, yeah he's playing the same role he's and playing gonzalo and he played that how he many played years that, ago do you know oh gosh i don't know i think it's 20, 20 over 20 years over 20 i think years ago. yeah and roy as well is that right yes he's playing, yeah, he's playing stefano see that's right for me to pause when i'm saying who he's playing <laughs> you should know this <laughs> I, I do know i do know i do know he's a drunken butler bless him <laughs> And he plays it beautifully. Plays <laughs> something to that role. So fantastic. So it sounds like it's going to be a real adventure. It's um, So The Tempest, set in space, yep. set in St Albans. Yes. <laughs> With a brilliant cast. Yes. With fabulous Amazing. director. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and um, you can get your dinner while you're there too. You can indeed. There. Or drinks if you just want drinks. They'll do so yeah oh, that's good to know too so yeah, ben and i we're looking forward to coming to watch it so Lovely. we we will be bringing back to our listeners a review mm-hmm. okay. uh post event so you know oh. we're brutal okay <laughs> how much do you want well, <laughs> some flying saucers by the sound <laughs> um but thank you leslie it's been it's been wonderful having you here thank, thank you for joining you. us um, thank you for letting me be here and for promoting the play it's very useful thank you no worries
so lovely to have Leslie in to talk to mm. us uh, earlier. And we're looking forward to seeing um, Shakespeare in the Park having been involved in it last year. Exactly. It'll be lovely to be on the other side of that. So uh, tickets, links to the tickets, links to everything we've talked about in the description for the podcast mm. and also on stanorwispodcast.com so you can find everything you need on there. Yep. And we will be doing a special bonus episode of the Theatre Show uh, to cover all of the wonderful stuff that's happening at the Roman Festival. Yes, so we're going to have an extra show on uh, launching for the 20th of June. So that's mm-hmm. our bonus show because we're fortnightly otherwise. Um, so we'll have reviews on there for Pathos Persuasion, um, Contractions. We'll be talking previews for lots and lots of things going on at the Roman Festival. And then we'll have... Uh, another show on the 27th so lots yeah and if you're stuck for anything to do in an evening or sometimes afternoon you can find uh, on our what's on page all of the different things that are going on in the St Albans area so that's on the stalbanspodcast.com site yes what's on guide exactly brilliant and I think it's got links to everything so um but I think that's everything that we've got time for. There's such so much crammed into such a short space exactly. of time. We've we've done a lot. I feel quite tired. <laughs> Going to have a nap. Um, so thank you, thank you to everyone who came in. Thank you to everyone who's been in touch. Um, do send us more ideas and things, mm-hmm. um, things to talk about. Um, thanks, of course, to the Hearts Ad. Exactly. Who without which we could not produce this podcast because no. they give us the space and the. They um, do and the love and the love and the love. Speaking of love. You know, thanks as well to producer Danny for, you know, such care. And putting up with us such while care. we make stupid noises into the mic. Yes, I don't please. know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks to everyone for joining us again. We look forward to um, showing you some more stuff. Next time. Next time. Bye. Bye. The Theatre Show with Ben and Susie. Produced in association with the St. Albans Podcast. For more St. Albans podcasts, check out stalbanspodcast.com for full details on all the podcasts available and how to subscribe. To get in touch with The Theatre Show, email theatreshow at stalbanspodcast.com. The St. Albans Podcast Theatre Show, out every fortnight on Thursdays.